Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. I am so glad that you are here with me. I have another incredible guest to share with you this week. But firstly, I just want to update you on a couple of things. Firstly is the Facebook group, the Writer's Advice Facebook group. If you're a writer, a listener of this, um, a reader, whatever, whatever your vibe or creativity, it would be really great if you want to come and join the Writer's Advice Facebook group because in there we chat about all things creativity, all things writing, but also you'll be able to know the guests that are coming up on the podcast so you can, um, yeah, can submit your questions um, to ask them as well that we t- I can ask them on the podcast. Also, if there's any authors that you want to hear from and recommend, you can chuck it all in there. So just um, search Writer's Advice Podcast um, on Facebook and that group should come up. Also, thank you everyone who supported the launch of Manifest. Um, follow me over on Instagram at Olivia Hillier Author to see all things, including an exciting event that is coming up um, surrounding the launch of Manifest. But you can now buy Manifest and have we met before anywhere that you can buy books essentially um have we met before is more of a second chances deep romance manifest is more definitely more of a summer light chick flick read I say it's like legally blonde meets um Abraham Hicks it's super fun like like the ultimate 90s Australian um chick flick read it's definitely new adult um bordering on young adult as well if that is your thing you can go and purchase that anywhere remember if you do and you love it please leave a review on goodreads or um send me a message send me a message at olivia hillier author i want to see where you're reading it and give me all your thoughts also if you love this podcast please be sure to click five stars give us a review it really really helps get it out there um and get more incredible guests on on the podcast anyway i'm gonna get into it Hope you're having an absolutely fabulous day, night, wherever, whenever you are listening to this. And yeah, let's get into this week's incredible guest. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back, listeners. I am very excited because today on the Writer's Advice podcast, I have Olivia Wildenstein, who is known for so many incredible works, particularly in fantasy, romance, YA, and I'm so excited to dive into so many of them with you, Olivia. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me over. Now, how did um, how did this whole writing career start for you? Or when was the first moment that you realized that you were a writer or that you wanted to be a writer? Um, it was actually quite a long time ago now. Um, I was pregnant with my first child back in 2008 and I was in a completely different field. I was, um, in jewelry making, so really different and the whole world crashed and I was sitting in my living room and I was thinking to myself, I want to do a job, have a job that's not, um, 
that's not influenced by the markets. That's not, you know, that I don't need to get too stressed out about all the time. And with a child coming, I just thought, you know, something that I could potentially do on, on my own time from home, from anywhere in the world, wherever the world took us at that point, because everything was so uncertain. And um, I read Twilight. Yes, I know. I know. Like, for every girl in my generation, I suppose. And it just, I just fell in love with reading again. I mean, I will refuse to reread them now because I'm afraid I'm going to be a little bit disappointed or disenchanted, but it was, it was eye-opening back then because I was thinking, oh, wow, I want to write fantasy romance. And Amazon was allowing self-publishing. And so that was, it was a whole new job kind of to explore. Um, I didn't go into self-publishing actually for another seven years after I decided to start writing. I wrote a lot of books. Uh, I shelved a lot of books. Um, I took classes. I tried to get the agent like the normal way. And in the end at 2015, I just hit publish. And um, that's kind of how everything started. I want to say it started in 2008, but really started in 2015, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, you, there's a lot of that background work that goes behind that before you've even, you know, yeah, to, to get to the point to hit publish. What um was your first manuscript, your first book published, or did you play around with other ones that, you know, the world still hasn't technically seen? No, um, I actually wrote, I wrote, I think I wrote like three or four of them before I chose to hit publish. And the one I published was a contemporary romance, so YA, so not at all the same, like what I'd started out writing, which was fantasy romance. Um, it was at the time when The Fault in Our Stars was big and Eleanor, uh, Eleanor um, Roosevelt, no, what was her name? Uh, it was so cute, the Eleanor and something. Um, that was big. Anyway, contemporary romance was uh, YA was big. So it kind of got me writing that. And then I wrote a crime series, wow. YA to, I don't know. It, I was kind of all over the place because I have varied interests in, even when I read, I usually read like all across the um, thing. But then I came back to my paranormal romance. And it's kind of at that point that I want to say, you know, I found my my audience, my groove, my my love again. You know, like to continue this uh, adventure um, in self publishing because you know it's not always it wasn't always it's not a um, how do you say success is not a just an upward trajectory. It takes time. Yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. and it's where you found your your voice essentially and that's is that what you want to continue to write now like after you've played around with a couple of different genres do you still get ideas in other realms that you want to dive into or you know is staying with the paranormal um I think I think one day I have this adult romance book that I've been wanting to write but that's was born of like a existential crisis so eventually I might go and write that um not for a while still no I'm I'm loving the room the paranormal and fantasy genre just because um the paranormal it is set in like the real world you have to like keep that in mind but uh recently my my new book which is coming out on uh, 
September 27th is pure fantasy romance, um, House of Beating Wings. And it was it was really very fun to write. Hard because you do not have your own, like there's no structure like keeping a fence, keeping everything together, but really fun. Yeah. To like create a whole new world. And how so I think you... I'll probably do more of that. You want to like move? Yeah, I was gonna, it's, it's when you go straight into that fantasy. There's a whole lot more that you need to create and cultivate. Essentially, yeah. um, how do you choose your ideas? Like, if you're someone that has a lot of ideas, how are you like? Okay, yep, that's the one I, I want to run with and and mold and and go from them. God, so many ways. It's um, <laughs> no, I I usually I mean for a while when I started writing the uh, my fantasy romance, my paranormal romance, I would choose like a species of like supernatural beings yeah I didn't mix them for some reason I thought that you know it was already so complicated with all their powers and their rules and everything that even for my own sanity I just decided to make only my first series the lost clan was only fairies um I did introduce a little dragon shifter by uh, the end uh but it was really purely uh no shifters and just fairies and then I wrote a werewolf shifter that only had werewolf shifters. There was no vampires in it. But in my spinoff, there's a new vampire myth that's starting. Um, so, so that's kind of how I started writing the like by by. So I just kind of like you know looked up their their worlds and like what was done and what was not done and try to figure that out. Um, as I went along, the fantasy romance has both shifters and fairies, and I'm starting to expand my world because I started to understand what all these creatures are. Um, and as for like plot ideas, they're 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 born from my characters. I have I love character driven stories. Mm-hmm. I love to read them. I love to write them. Um, and I think all my books start with one character or two characters. And from there, like the whole plot grows, the other cast of characters grow. Um, because even though they're all like fantasy or paranormal, they're still about people. Yeah, 100%. And it brings that those real feelings and the romance side of it into that as well. I love how you've separated them all. And now what you've, so what you've got coming out, you're starting to really mix them all together into the fantasy as well this is like such a beautiful evolution of work I absolutely love this so much um well how does your planning go now so if you like when you're working on a book are you much of a planner or yeah what does what does that look like for you um so I always wrote uh so like I told you I'm very much about character so I always have like a little character chart with a picture of who I visualize or several pictures every character trait I can think of to describe them their their flaws their likes their dislikes even food wise what they I mean I just want to know them inside out um I do plot I don't stick to my plots ever um I try but at some point there's always a character or something in the story that's kind of you know all those plot points where people are like oh I didn't see that coming well usually the author didn't see that coming either and that kind of just like takes your story in a whole new direction and so I have to replot a little bit um I think it's easier when it's just a standalone but I like but since I write series I do start to think about my overall um plot yeah um and so 
I try not to get into too many details because I know that I'm going to stray off the beaten path at some point. But it is nice to, you know, if you ever encounter a place where you're just like, mm, this is not working, it's very, it's very um, comforting to have an outline so that you can go back and see, oh, maybe I should actually go back and do this. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's a perfect in between, I think, having those, having that there, but then like, you know, yeah, you have to let the characters or the story take you. So you've got, you're working with both sides where it's, it's coming out. Um, I don't want to say seamless because I know that <laughs> things don't always work so no. seamlessly oh, that yeah. way, but you've got a guide to work off. Also, when it comes to series, I do want to ask you, when you are doing that, that planning, do you always know how many books are going to come out of this or can you plan for so many and then be like, hang on? I don't think this is over yet. I think there's, you know, another another book in here. More. Um, usually when it's about one couple, I'll try to keep it to a trilogy just because I'm not a fan of like when the romance goes up and down and up and down yeah. and they choose another person. and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I think that unfortunately, if you go more than three books, maybe four, you, you run the risk of like having to spice up your romance with a little little bit of like you know a lot of drama um so usually I will not plan more than three for one book couple but I love spin-offs and yeah. most of my spin-offs have only been like standalone spin-offs um but I'm I'm uh, currently wondering for my werewolf to actually do a spin-off series so we'll so that's another like uh few books to look forward to but I would not do more than three I think for anyway so yes I'm a trilogy uh aficionado I don't know yeah so that's and when you know when you've got that I guess it's easy to to plan that out but really good um that makes sense with adding more drama and if you need you need a lot more you need a lot more places to take it are there any um other words of advice or anything that you would have for someone who's working on their first manuscript at the moment or you know looking to dive into the industry um yeah what kind of words of advice would you come for up-and-coming writers well the first one is never give up because really a lot of people you know they hit up they hit little not a landmine because it's not going to explode but like a little pothole and they just you know stop and it's it's hard it's not always easy um I think for anybody who's going into self-publishing, remember that it is a business. I mean, it can be your passion, but you have to treat it like a business. Uh, otherwise, your passion isn't going to make you any money. And I love people when they go self-publishing uh, just to get their words out there. It's also to build like, uh, a brand containing one person, funny two people. Or advice: Have nice covers. I know it's silly, but people do pick up a book because it has a nice cover. Uh, there's a thousand different designs. Look at what is popular in your genre. Like, don't you know? Do a beautiful cover if it has nothing to do with what you, the book, what the story is about. Uh, edit as much as you can. I mean, pe readers expect like perfect manuscripts and yes there is always going to be a couple typos but try to like get it as like in top shape as you can and make sure I mean I think it's quite natural but make sure that uh, your characters 
are never doing something that is completely out of character mm. because it'll drive like your readers insane um, unless there's an actual reason like an evil machination <laughs> on your behalf or on your character's behalf behind that action uh, just because it's not like you need to make your characters likable but you need to make them real mm. yeah so that's yeah pretty much it. I don't that's- know yeah, no, 100%. I think that's amazing advice. And I love how you were like, no, I know them inside out to the point, like, what do they eat? And if you've got the, this list, and if you know exactly who this person is, then um, yeah, they're going to come across. Well, you, yeah, your characters do come across so relatable. So what does an average, like, what does it your kind of general day look like of a day of writing? Do you write for so many hours? Um, how do you how do you plan it out or keep the I mean, it's still a creative process, but now it's, I guess it's, it's also work, you know? Oh, um, well, I, uh, I have an office space, which is really important because if I'm at home, I will sit down in front of my computer and then go do a load of laundry or go do something else. And I think you really need to have to know that if you only have four, four hours or six hours, you have to like be focused, focused. Um, so I get to work after I drop my kids off to school and I really try to work through the morning until lunch. Um, morning time is usually editing, marketing. Sometimes I write, uh, depending on like what my, but I'm trying to get all the little chores done. Uh, and then, uh, then I have lunch and then I usually have like my kids, after school activities so I actually come back to work after they're all done so I get five to like 8 p.m and those are my like golden hours for writing um I need to absolutely reverse this because it is not conducive to great like I'm I should be at dinner with my kids but five to eight is just everything's quiet and it's just I can dive into my story like head first uh and then I usually put go home put my kids to bed after another hour and then I go back to work for another hour or two so I work better at night um than I do during the day like for great for the creative part yeah yeah and I think once you know that you've got all those things ticked off like they're not sitting in your brain while you're trying to write exactly you can you can really dive into that so um that's excellent yeah Uh, okay I really want to hear about August 27, what, what's the what's the new book about? What can readers feel? Can you give us a little September 27, sorry, not August 27, of exactly um, of yeah, course. everything that's coming out? September 20, I know. Time is, yeah. time is. <laughs> um, so the new series uh, is, <laughs> no, a time is like crazy. I, I'm not even sure it's linear anymore. It just feels like we're skipping months by month um so this new series is like uh it really pulled me out of my comfort zone because I had to mix my species which was very you know I had to make sure all my rules were in place and I created like a whole new world which was really fun it was based on Venice and Amsterdam um we travel a lot my husband loves traveling so we got I have had the opportunity to go to many many different places um, and they definitely inspired like the whole fantasy uh, world that I built. It's called Loose. And I have fairies with their different casts, the, the 
the pure-blooded ones, half-blooded ones, and then the humans. And then there was this other um, species of crows that used to live there, and they're kind of more mysterious. Um, and I don't want to say too much, but it is a very strange romance in book one because the romantic uh one of her romantic uh one of the guys she likes is in crow form for 98 99 percent of the book 99.5 percent of the book oh my gosh i love this so it it just makes you in love with a person without actually like uh seeing them i don't know how they it's very it's a very strange first novel but it was really fun it's about you know it's about a girl trying to find herself and so her her story um her story arc is very you know just a coming of age yeah. a pretty coming of age in a society that's beautiful and 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 cruel in so many ways so it was fun to write that so there's lots to expect. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. So when you write, when you, sorry, when you release, what like a beginning of a brand new series, have you already got all of them ready to go before you, um, release the first? And how how long do you usually leave between? I should. I really should. <laughs> um. So I'm terrible at this. I've never done the rapid release. I have. At first off, I write long books. I. I want to write shorter ones, but for some reason I cannot pack everything in. Yeah. Um, and so I have book two actually halfway written, which oh, is no. big for once because I've never <laughs> released them actually that close together. I usually do every six months uh, release. I, I scheduled it for four months. I'm hoping to move it up if I can get back to work on it. Um, but with summer vacation and I've been editing uh my first series a lot because you know anything that's been written six five years ago unfortunately gets a little old um and so I'm going back to loose I'm diving back into loose next week and hopefully I will be giving it my all and trying to aim for two to three months between each book yeah but it's very ambitious so I don't know (laughs) I was gonna say it's it's big enough to write one book when you've got that much on the go as well as you know you're running a business at the same time of all of it it's um it's amazing it's inspiring it's so good and I'm I'm so excited for everyone to um get their hands on your new novel so I'm very excited thank you so much for coming on Olivia this has been an absolute beautiful chat is there anything else that you would um you've given so much great advice but is there anything else that you would like to leave the listeners with um most of them are up-and-coming writers or, or working on something right now and can you also tell us where we can find you where to get in contact with you yeah and all that fun stuff um let me think about the advice again but yeah no, think, you're I, right. you can you can find all my books on amazon most of them are in kindle limited so you can uh oh, cool. rent them for you can borrow them for free um which is such a fun like way for people to be able to consume as many books and stories as they can i hang out a lot i have a facebook group called olivia's darling readers you were asking where i get my my uh, ideas for books sometimes I run polls there and I listen to whatever my readers want and I and I base my my stories or characters on something they've like inspired 
Uh, they oh, get to choose so names. They get to choose a lot of stuff. It's really fun. Wow, um, people need to jump in there for sure. That's amazing. Mm. <laughs> if you if you want to get your idea on paper, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> jump in there. Um, and then on Instagram, I spend way much too much time. I just like pretty pictures, and I like scrolling, and I like posting about it. And it's a fun community, also. Um, so there you go. That's where I am. Awesome. And last piece of advice read a lot it doesn't have to be in your genre but read a lot yeah usually when I'm writing a certain genre I'll read in something that's completely different because you don't want you don't want to be too uh, influenced by it but read and connect with other authors I mean we're all sitting by ourselves behind our computers so it's fun to actually make real connections with people that is so true that is so true excellent I will put all that in the show notes and um yes yes we'll get in contact thank you so much for joining us today Olivia you've given so much great advice and yeah I'm very very excited to thank you Olivia I think (laughs) it's the first time I actually speak to another Olivia is it is it really yeah I swear it's like I don't know any other Olivia's Oh my gosh, that's amazing! There's a, I've got, there's a lot here in Australia. I feel like we're, but we're yeah, today was more popular back, and now it's actually very popular. I think everywhere. Yeah. But when yeah. I was born, people would call me Olivier because they could not figure out what it. I don't know how to pronounce the ah. Yeah, it was very weird. I don't know. I oh, you I still like get spent Oliver? Do you still get spelt Oliver like with an er? No, uh-huh. no, they just they just read it Olivier, and I was like, come on, <laughs> teachers. <laughs> Uh, cool now yeah. they can't get it wrong it's like on the top baby list <laughs> exactly now everybody knows thank, thank you for having me again thank you thank you